Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi guys, welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm recording this intro in a very different place than usual. I'm in a closet in Bali at the Rimba Hotel in Jimbaran. And the reason why I'm here and why I'm recording in a closet and I'm also recording on my iPhone is because A, I'm still in Bali and technically I was supposed to be back in LA by now, but our flights home were canceled because of the volcano and trust me we're not complaining we're really happy that our trip got serendipitously extended and the reason i'm recording on my iphone is because my computer sort of crashed i can't say yet whether it's completely crashed or not but we turned it on after about 14 13 or 14 days of complete relaxation technology detox, totally hardly checked our phones. I didn't check my email one time. And we finally got to Jimbron a couple days ago and opened my computer, basically just to record this intro and found that my computer won't turn on. So at first I wasn't sure if this episode was going to have an intro, which it hardly needs because Lacey Phillips speaks for herself. She is incredible. And I'll get into that in a second. But I didn't think I would be able to record until I found out that I could record a voice memo on my iPhone. So thanks to the best team ever, Podcast Masters, this will hopefully sound as good as new. And if not, then you guys know why. So Bali has been amazing and magical and life-changing. And I can't even tell you how much my perspective has shifted about everything in my life and the way that I want to go about my schedule, the things that I want to focus on, the help that I want and need moving forward, and simple things like the way that I talk to myself in my head and the way that I view my body and my relationship with people and with food and fitness and Basically, everything that you could think of, all of that has been shifted in perspective from being here in Bali and also being on Sumba Island at Nihiwatu, the number one rated hotel in the world. It's an incredible 
special place. And we left feeling like they're our family, the Nihi family. We love you guys. And I'll be recording a whole Bali recap episode. I think it's probably going to be next Wednesday's episode, but don't quote me because for once I am actually not ridiculously ahead. I'm a little behind and it actually feels good to just be going in the flow and having each episode come out shortly after I record it. So as you will hear in this episode with Lacey, I recorded this with her in LA um, the day before I was leaving for Bali and I didn't know if we'd be coming here because of the volcano and I felt like maybe I'd be planning a trip to Thailand at the very last second and I was just totally anxious. She calmed me down. She has this amazing, beautiful way about her of doing just that and she is just incredible. She came very highly recommended by so many of you guys particularly Soul on Fire listener, Ali Mason, the health Mason. Thank you so much for recommending Lacey because you guys know the kind of stuff that I'm into, the kind of people that I vibe with. And Lacey and I vibed off the charts. She's a manifestation advisor. She is the founder of freeandnative.com, which is all about her work. She leads these sessions called Unblocked, where she unblocks energy within you so that you can get closer to the life that you're destined to live. She is also an herbalist, which I find so cool and so inspiring, especially since I've kind of been on this whole um, plant shamanism and plant medicine kick lately. And so I really picked her brain about herbalism and how herbs can help certain hormone issues and these fibroids that I recently found out that I have, and she gives really great tips. We also just totally geeked out and talked about (laughs) all the things that we love, spiritual things, celestial things. Um, She really challenged a lot of the status quo of how we live our life in this conversation. So I think you guys are going to get so much out of it. Jonathan was making fun of me because I was saying this was top three favorite episodes that I've ever done, but I think I say that every single time, but it truly is. So you guys are going to love, love, love this episode with Lacey. It's such a treat to have her on. And before we dive in, I just wanted to take a second to thank our sponsor, Rebel. And you guys know Rebel has been supporting this podcast since the very beginning. They are my favorite, favorite, favorite beverage, healthy coconut coconut milk-based elixir and protein drink company. And right now with the holidays coming up, I think that you guys will really like some different flavors that I don't usually talk about with Rebel. So I just wanted to kind of tell you about some other flavors that you might not be as familiar with. So something that I've been really loving as we come into the winter months are Rebel's more chocolatey decadent drinks. And right now I'm really into the reishi chocolate, the maca mocha, the ashwagandha chai, and the dark chocolate and vanilla spice proteins. So all of those drinks are so good. If you're listening and thinking, oh my God, those flavors sound so good. You're right. They're kind of the best tasting thing ever. And so the one that I want to tell you about first is maca mocha, specifically because I'm trying not to drink coffee from here forward because I've had some 
pretty crazy digestive issues on this trip. And I thought that easing out of coffee and easing into maca mocha with Rebel and then slowly easing my way out of coffee completely would be a really good idea. So in Rebel's maca mocha, they of course use the super herb maca. And maca is used to support healthy energy levels, stamina, and endurance healthy hormone balance, and healthy and balanced adrenal function. So adrenal function is something that we talk about a lot in this episode with Lacey because her and I both suffer from adrenal fatigue and all sorts of other hormone issues. Lacey also can't drink coffee at all, but as I mentioned, she's very into herbs. So a lot of these super herbs like maca and ashwagandha, and a lot of the other really healthy herbs that Rebel uses in their drinks are something that you guys will be really interested in. So they have just super high quality herbs. A lot of them are from Peru. And as I'm talking about all this plant shamanism stuff, I really want to go to Peru and learn all about these herbs firsthand. And hopefully I will be able to do that soon. So Rebel has been kind enough, as they usually do, to do a giveaway along with this podcast sponsorship. So to enter the giveaway, head over to the TBB podcast Instagram, comment on the photo that I use to promote this episode, or if you're listening to this and I haven't even posted a photo yet to promote the episode, just comment on my most recent photo. I'll still see it and it will still count. Tag your best friend and tell us why you want to try Rebel and try these amazing super herb elixirs and coconut milk-based drinks. They're full of healthy fats. They're delicious. And if you like chocolate, then you'll love the flavors that I just mentioned. And if you like other types of flavors, they also have, like I said, chai and vanilla spice protein. And so that's a really good one to have after you exercise because of all the protein in it. And they are decadent and delicious and kind of the most perfect dessert ever. And you might have just heard that doorbell go off because I'm sitting in our hotel room. I've Oh, there it goes again. I've never had such a, <laughs> such a type of recording like this in a closet in Bali. Hey. Um, <laughs> so here we go. I think that that's my sign to start the episode. Hey, <laughs> hey Jonathan. Jonathan's putting on a kimono. <laughs> and we're going to go Coming. enjoy enjoy the rest of our last day in Bali. We love you guys. Love you guys. Keep your souls on fire and fall in love with Lacey and enter the Rebel giveaway. Mwah. Okay, guys, I am sitting here with Lacey Phillips. Hello. Hi. And she is the founder of Free and Native, a manifestation advisor, and someone who has been so highly recommended for this podcast that I had to check her out myself. And the second that I went to freeandnative.com, I saw why and thought, A, I want to do everything that she does. She's so cool. This site is beautiful, aesthetically gorgeous, and just kind of everything that someone would want when they're looking for someone to manifest with. And then I listened to you on every podcast (laughs) that you've been on this year, which you manifested into your life. We'll have to talk about that. 
and basically fell in love. You're from NorCal and you're an Aquarius and you're here today. So say hello to our Soul on Fire listeners. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for all of those kind words because it's just such a reflection of you and your great energy and I'm so grateful to be here. I was so honored when you asked and we have some great mutual friends in common. So We was, do. Yay. We have Sophie, who was episode three of this podcast, who now is having a little girl. <gasps> Which I knew the moment. Oh, my Because she gosh. told me really early on, and I was yeah. like, I know it's a girl. Oh, I my know. God. You knew it was a girl. That's so it. amazing. Yeah. Yes. I'm so happy for her. I know. But she manifested. Yeah. She completely manifested because she has her two little boys. Yeah. And then Ashley, Ashley, who, when this episode comes out, I think Ashley will have been two weeks before this episode. Yay! Oh, I'm so, so happy. So hers comes out this week. She's, she's magical. Yeah, she's so magical. Uh, well, you guys will already know how ma- magical she is. By yeah, the time everyone listening, you, you know. And if you haven't, then check out Breathwork 101. I just named the episode. Ooh. <laughs> so, Lacey, I like to start by asking people... Not what they do, because we'll get into what you do, and inevitably we'll talk a lot about it. But what do you like to do? Ooh, for fun. For fun, in your free time. Yeah, my favorite things, honestly, on the like being such an Aquarius, and I'm sure you as a Libra can really uh, resonate with this, but more than anything, I like to be alone. <laughs> oh my God, me too. And you might want to hold this closer to your mouth, by oh, the sorry. way. Yeah, just saying. I love to be alone too. Yeah, and so alone doing anything. It could be in nature, it can be on the go. Those are my favorite pastimes is just complete utter aloneness to be in my thoughts and my mind and just completely checked out because I feel like I have I don't know I'm sure you do as well but constant pressure and constant schedules around me so that's my big thing and then the other thing I have a lot of endocrine issues so my other happy go-tos are just massive self-care which I practice so much of all the time (laughs) What are some of your favorite self-care practices? Well, it's really uh, extensive in a lot of ways. But so, for instance, we just wrapped up the holiday weekend. And so for me, instead of going home this year, I decided to take the time to fully, fully rejuvenate myself because I've been so spread thin these last two months that, for example, I went to see like an Ayurvedic consultant. And then, I mean, I did so much that I feel kind of bad saying it on this because not a lot of people can do that in such a short right. amount of time. But I don't think you should feel bad because okay, this <laughs> listenership is very interested in this kind of okay. stuff. And good. if they don't have access to all of it, they can manifest it for their future. So it's still really fun to hear. And nobody needs to pack it all into one weekend like I did. So I did that. I did two massage sessions. So I go just to the now, which is here. That place. And then I have a wonderful Reiki healer that I see who's here as well. And her name's Laura Elliott. And so she does all sorts of stuff on me because we're preparing for pregnancy. So she does a womb massage and that. And I'm doing a lot of castor oil packs right now, which if nobody's doing that, it is by far the most nourishing thing I've ever done. Tell us what it is. Done. Like everybody has to start tomorrow. <laughs> so I, I want to. <laughs> so basically, it's castor oil. It's been around forever. I'm sure many 
listeners have heard of it, but it's just simply massaging castor oil into your reproductive organs. So kind of all throughout the stomach. I do liver, pancreas, and then the reproductive organs. And then you'll put a towel over in a heating pad or a hot bottle. And for 30 minutes, it just sits and soaks in. And it's the most detoxifying, like far more than any infrared I've ever done. It's incredibly detoxifying. So I'll wake up the next day with the most incredible skin. It's really relaxing before bed. So I have far deeper sleeps. I can feel a lot moving around in that area. But if you are preparing for pregnancy, it's recommended to just break up the old tissue or if you've ever had PCOS, the tumors that are not tumors, but cysts. So you wouldn't be recommended if you have a tumor, but it's to help break down those cysts and release anything there that might be in the way. It's to bring all the blood to your uterus and your eggs for really healthy eggs. So it's a great body prep for pregnancy. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Do you know if it would be okay with fibroids? I, it's actually one of the main things, especially in Chinese medicine, that they use for that because fibroids, you get all of that tissue. And so it's beautiful at helping to break that down and detoxify and soften it. I just learned that I have a baseball-sized fibroid oh. um, that I'm kind of looking into seeing what to do about it and what is the best thing to do about it and where it is exactly. Wow. Um, How did you learn? I had an ultrasound from my gynecologist, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't been in a long time to a gynecologist and he just decided to do an ultrasound when he was checking everything else out. Amazing. And as he was down there, he said, oh, I have to tell you about what I'm seeing. And immediately, I've never heard those words. I've been knock on wood so lucky with health my whole life. So when he said, I need to take a second and tell you about what I'm seeing, I immediately shut up. I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And he said, you have a fibroid the size of a baseball on your uterus. And this is a whole other story. I was in the process of getting an IUD, which I didn't really want, Mm -hmm. but it's for other reasons. And He explained how that could complicate the IUD. It could push it out. It could complicate pregnancy. It could complicate, once you're pregnant, cause miscarriages. Totally. So, of course, in hundreds of ways, I started panicking. And if anyone listening has a fibroid also or anything happening on your uterus. Just know how common this is, Yeah, it's so common. Don't freak out. Um, It's something that I want to learn more about and talk more about. So, hearing that this castor oil um, pack or what would you call it? Yeah, that's the traditional castor oil packs nightly. Well, I'll tell you kind of how it goes, but also another herb that I've always heard is wonderful for fibroids or fibroid. How do you say it? Fibroid? Uh, I don't know. I just, all I know is I have a fibroid and and then I immediately emailed when I got home and said, I want to get it removed. And my functional medicine doctor is like, no, 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 don't Don't get it removed. There's so many things we can do. So yes. And chickweed's an incredible herb for that too. Yeah. Are you a big infusion drinker? No. So we have You're so much like to talk about. You're just blowing my mind. This is so fun. <laughs> so I don't drink much water. I drink inf- herbal infusions instead, which is something I talk about on the blog a lot. So it's worth a Google. But At freeandnative.com, yeah. everybody. <laughs> this will change your life because for me, 
I require a lot of minerals. When you have endocrine issues, especially anything with the adrenals or the liver, the first thing that can sort of suck up and go or not be as absorbent are minerals. So I tend to find that I'm very parched unless I have very mineral-rich water. So something even like spring water doesn't happen to be as mineral-rich as I need it to be to feel quenched. So therefore, I started, I'm an herbalist as well, so I started really like getting into the infusions. And one that's a really common one that I drink, just the standard, is nettle red raspberry leaf, which again, for your uterus, might be really good for that. It's worth looking into because it's toning for the uterus and it's helpful. But nettles is like, when I started drinking nettles, my hair just turned into a lion because of all of the B vitamins and everything that's in it. So it's so nourishing. And then while preparing for this, I have a healer in New York. Her name's Chloe Garcia-Pons, who's just the most next-level healer I've ever met on the planet. She's on, and if anybody's ever heard of her on this, they'll be like, oh, yeah, Chloe's that. And Chloe intuitively, too, turned me on to two herbs, which are chickweed as well as violet flower, violet leaf. And both of them are like like chickweed is notorious for breaking down if you do have any cysts or any fibroids. It'll help to break that down and dissolve it. Like Susan Weed talks about a patient of hers who had one that was the size of like yours, very big, just breaking that down and going away. So it's very hopeful. And it also is very, it'll eat away like any extra fat in your body you don't need and help you dissolve that. Nobody wants to hang on to that. Nobody needs it. Like lymph cleansing, yeah, blood purifying. So it's worth looking into. Wow. So where can we get these herbs? So there's a few places. I personally, my favorite herbs I've ever found are in New York at Flower Power, which is on 9th Street. So I legitimately, and they're so old school that it's not like I can hop online and order. You have, they won't take your credit card over line. So I have to call and be like, two pounds of this and yada, yada. And then they'll ship them out. But it's nice because I'm supporting a small business yeah. that's stuck in the 70s. <laughs> So, and then another place people go often is Mountain Rose Herbs, or honestly, if people don't have access to that stuff, like there's nothing wrong with ordering on Amazon Frontier or whatever, and you can just type in organic chickweed, organic nettles, like nettles is the, like, it's very drying for people who are too dry, but otherwise I'm like, everybody drink nettles, watch, watch what happens. Wow. So now we have to talk about the fact that you're an herbalist. I didn't know that unless I did when I first started stalking your site and then I became obsessed with everything else that you do. But I know that you have a thing about when you hear something three times and then it becomes like you must listen to that, which you can get into so that everybody knows what I'm talking about. But you're my third or fourth time now of the herbalist thing mm. within the last week. Yeah. And because I'm kind of feeling called toward that. So yes. I want to hear everything. How did you become oh, wow. an herbalist? What yeah. is this? Tell, tell us everything. Well, the first thing I like to tell people, because I did a program, but I like to tell people there's no certification for herbalism or there's no legit, you don't, California or the states don't require. And that's a really beautiful thing, actually, because it does keep it as homegrown medicine, which I appreciate. You know, there's doesn't seem to be red tape around it or all these qualifications that can make people feel insecure. So I like to empower everyone and tell everyone they're an herbalist in a lot of ways. It's just so our innate 
nature. So I encourage people, I'm like, go pick up books and start teaching yourself. You don't, if you don't have the means, you don't have to go to some fancy school. Or if you have someone in your community that's an herbalist that you can mentor with, that's a beautiful thing. I personally did a program, but I know of one here that people seem to really like, which might be cool for you to check out right away. And I think I want to say it's called Gaia, not in relationship with the vitamin company, but I think they're out in Topanga or Calabasa. Have you heard of them? Uh, No, but it seems like the place where they would have those kinds of programs. Yeah. And what I've seen, I'm even interested in like refreshing it. I think herbalism too is a lifelong study, unless you're around the plants constantly and always with them. I think that it's something you can learn forever. So I've been looking into their program as well, but it's like the perfect place to just learn 101. But a great, great people to look into now, if you're curious about it, are my favorite herbalist is Susan Weed. I love her. Are you familiar with her work? Oh, she's magic. Not she's yet, who made but me. As of right when we're done yeah. talking, I will be. <laughs> You'll stalk it, yeah. which you can find her YouTube videos. Um, the other really famous one is Rosemary Glads. I mean, there's so many fame, but I'm talking about like the ones that you can access, like on YouTube. And they're all, they all have plant names. They all have, which <laughs> Weed, seems like herbalist stage names. I don't know. That's so cute. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Rosemary Gladstar and Susan Weed are like perfect people to start with. Just on the internet, they both have fantastic books, series of books mm. out there that you can start researching. And then it goes so much deeper that you can get into. But like I tell people, empower yourself, especially if you're going to be a parent. You can legitimately conquer so much just within your kitchen at home. You know, like when I cut myself, the first thing I reach to is lavender. So I can, it'll drop some lavender in to kill out the bacteria. And then I'll throw on some cinnamon instead of a Band-Aid, which will stop the bleeding. You know, there's just so many quick fixes that are in our kitchen that we can work with. And you, I, I'm actually trying to think of the last time that I didn't use herbs for something. I, I try to encourage everybody, just learn what you can if you're interested, because there's so much within our power that we can heal, as you know, on our own. And like these are even great starts for you. Also, I'm sure you're familiar with it, but Woman Code is a fabulous start for you too with this process of healing that and all the things that go with any kind of endocrine or reproductive issues. Yes, absolutely. That's all such good information to have. I'm sure everybody listening can relate in some way or another to hormone imbalances, endocrine issues of sorts. Uh, And I know that that's something that you talk about and that you have experienced. And is that just your body or were you... I mean, my background is that I was a plant-based vegan and kind Mm. of threw myself off course because that wasn't for me, but I did it for so long. Yeah. So did you have a similar experience? Yeah. So I find, I mean, these are going to be all of my own personal theories because all I do is sit by myself and theorize things and philosophize. So I'll get into that. But I think that so many things play into imbalances. Obviously, I'm a big believer in the mind first. There's obviously genetics. Like, let's just start with that. And then environment. Let's take something like Los Angeles, which is so xenoestrogenic. We have so much pollution and estrogen flying around to throw us off of our hormones constantly. I've never heard the word xenoestrogenic. <laughs> Does that just mean estrogen in it the can air? Make us, yes, exactly, from plastics, from like burn-off pollution. Yeah, and somebody who's dealing with something like fibroids would most likely 
have a lot of estrogen, extra estrogen flying around being estrogen dominant or low in progesterone can be a really big thing for that. That's me. And most women are that. And especially something that I like Ashley and I will talk about a lot are air signs. I feel air and fire signs because we're not as earthy and grounded as let's say water and earth. Especially if we have a lot of air and fire, it's a lot. I tend to see more of them dealing and struggling with this stuff than I do my super earthy friends who can like have three matches a day and drink any champagne that they want and like whatever, you know, where I can't get away with any of that anymore just because it, me neither. It's not possible yet. Do you drink coffee? Nothing. Like, Matcha? No. <laughs> what's the point of living? Like, thank yeah. God for bananas and avocados over right. here. I know. I'm ashamed with you. I shouldn't drink coffee. I know this for countless reasons, but I do. Yeah. Because like, I love it. And I understand. Like, I was actually a weirdly lucky person that I never, ever got into the coffee movement. I haven't ever even had a full cup of coffee oh, in my wow. life. Yeah, so it wasn't ever something I had to give up, luckily. Yeah, that's good. It's so I was lucky. like that until I was like 23. <laughs> and then I started drinking it and I've loved it ever and since. there's so much ritual around it that people yeah. enjoy and connect. That's what I love. Yeah, just like, like a nice glass of champagne. There's Like in the holidays, I crave it or a fancy scotch or something. But my body's, if I do that, forget it for a week I'll have to be trying to especially because I'm I have liver issues pancreas issues and then adrenal issues which all play in together and feed off of each other they're a cycle that it's like I can't even afford to if I have caffeine I have a great like little Instagram story once I did of it when do you know who Desiree Pius is in New York I've heard her name, but I don't think I know. She's what wonderful. She does. She's a Kundalini teacher. And That's why. I've yeah, heard her name. she's lovely. But we were having tea once, and we went to this little spot in the East Village, and the guy handed us our teas, but switched them. And she had ordered a green tea, and I had gotten like something herbal, and I had a sip of hers, and I can tell right away when it hits me because. It's like my blood sugar will spike. All the cortisol and my adrenals will go out and I'll crash instantly, like within 30 minutes. And then I won't sleep all night because all of my rhythms will be off. So it's like I can't even afford to kind of mess up. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, but if I could, I would be doing all the things. You have a sensitive like really sensitive beyond it's like people are like I have adrenal fatigue and I'm like oh my god give it another seven years and not understanding what you had and taking it to the max that's me like ashwagandha was laughable seven years ago for me I'm so far beyond all of that wow I know it's terrible yeah (laughs) so I I can relate being a super highly sensitive person in every single way but definitely my system my body my adrenals so and back to plant-based as well I'm like you and in fact I don't know many of my air sign friends who do thrive on even I was raw vegan for I mean I've done it all for a year and all of that stuff threw me so far out of whack it wasn't until I started eating meat medicinally again making sure my blood sugar levels were completely balanced. The moment I wake up within 30 minutes, I have to have protein to stabilize that blood sugar. And then every two to three hours after, and then I can get into plant protein like after cortisol starts to drop off. So around 2 p.m. or so, and then I'm fine. But 
my body is like a beautiful, I don't know, barometer to see like what our real blood sugar looks like. Yeah. You know, so I'm right there with you. It really messed with me as well. Absolutely. So you have animal protein in the morning. Is that like eggs or what is yeah, it that you go for? It varies. So as long as it's animal protein with something very fibrous so or veggies and fat, like that will help break down everything slowly and stabilize my blood sugar. So this morning was um, spaghetti squash with some tomatoes with a scramble, or it'll be like salmon and sweet potatoes. It can kind of be anything. Yum. I know. It's so it's not tasty. your standard breakfast, not really, but it sounds really good. Yeah. And I honestly do just listen to my body when it comes to that stuff is there's not a lot of rigidity other than like my blood sugar levels have to be stable. It's the first thing that'll throw everything out of whack. So good that you know all of that yeah. now. Thank God. And it took you, <laughs> how, when did you start learning all Oh, that? it took me so long. It's crazy because when it all first started happening, I think I was around 26, I want to say, is when I started noticing. And at 27, it, it had gotten kind of bad. And that's when I was in the like raw vegan phase. I was like, this must be candida, you know, just like the crazy shit we all figure out in wellness. Mm -hmm. And then uh, what actually really was a big trigger point for me was I started to get psoriasis on my legs. And I noticed and I was like, oh, this has to be candida. That's what's going on with, you know, it's all the bullshit, which makes me so sad when people first stumble into wellness because there's so much misinformation and I tell people test don't guess like just go test like you, you even though you didn't have symptoms but now you know what you're dealing with with a fibroid mm -hmm. now you can go figure out holistically as phase one what you can do to start healing it so I'm like is if you know knowledge is power and I know not everybody's in the position I certainly wasn't for a long time where you can afford to guess but actually the incredible Dana James, the nutritionist, mm, turned okay. me, do you, I love mm -hmm. her too. She's wonderful. She turned me on to this incredible health share, which is called Liberty Health Share. Have you heard of it? No. And so it does make all of this a lot more affordable. So it's kind of like an insurance plan, but it covers so much more in wellness and like chiropractors and osteopaths and naturopaths. Yeah, which is usually such a fortune out of pocket. So I'm plugging that if anybody feels like they need that support. I think it's 200 a month, less than what most people pay in healthcare, and it'll actually cover tons of that for you. So uh, what was a real trigger thing for me where I started to go, mm, this actually might have something to do with my endocrine system was the psoriasis, and it would only show up on my legs. But I noticed when I went to France for a month, we were at like a little farmhouse and it, we were only on well water and it went away. And then I noticed when I was at my dad's house, which is a ranch outside of Yosemite, it's also a well, it would always go away. And so to me, I started to make the connection that it's mineral, like there's something in my body's very depleted in minerals. And then I started to notice when I would go to hot springs, it would get better. So I knew that it was actually minerals as well as sulfur. So that like glutathione, is that how I say oh, it? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is very sulfur rich. And I think it's part of the bee family. I think so, if I'm not right, if I'm not wrong. I don't know. It's in my kitchen. Yeah. We, we can double check. <laughs> very liver supporting and yes. cleansing. Uh, but I started to make all these connections between B vitamins and minerals, essentially, that a lot of my conditions would improve. And then I was so lucky to stumble onto Woman Code, who... It was actually a person at Clean at the time who works for that program, and they wanted 
me to potentially work with them and, you know, featured on the blog. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could never do your guys' program because I, I have to eat animal protein. And they, they were like, I don't think what you're dealing with is candida or anything like that. It sounds pretty endocrine There's actually a woman you should check out, which is Elisa Vitti. And I read the book and I implemented it right away. And I saw such a difference within a month. I have to read that book. You know, it's crazy. I've heard about it so much. I have a couple friends who are walking billboards for that book. They love it. And I just haven't. I think I'm going to read it right away. Everything you're saying, I have... I don't know if it's psoriasis or eczema. Yeah. I'll have to show you when yeah. we're done recording. So many places on my body and it's getting so confusing yeah. because I have no idea what the root cause is. So I think that's so smart that you drew it yeah. back to mineral deficiencies. That's that's some inherent intuition. <sighs> I don't wisdom. know. Like I wish it was something I never had to figure out. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> if only you didn't have to, but yes. I, I'm kind of astounded because I I don't know if I would draw that connection. And what's interesting with you as well, you're probably going to find a lot of solace in that book because it sounds like for you that even if we just look at Chinese medicine, like number one, anything to do with the skin primarily is with your liver. So, you know, it's going to be really powerful for you to, that book is all about like blood sugar stability, really keeping your liver cleansed and nourished, (laughs) like eat healthy fats and a lot of them if it works well for your body because that's where we build cholesterol and, you know, that's what feeds our hormones. And it's all about just trying to get that all back on balance. I do have to tell the listeners that it was phase one for me, even though I do credit it to like the structure of the lifestyle I live. My issues are so much more extreme than most people that I've had to go on and work with so many other people and try so many other things. But if somebody's dealing with just some simple imbalances hormonally, like acne or weird PMS stuff or normal PMS stuff, we're not supposed to naturally have PMS at all. So if anyone's just dealing with anything that they feel I believe the glandular system and the lymph system and the nervous system control everything. So I totally implore people to go check it out. It can do so much to help everyone get sort of on track. And if their issues are deeper, what are some of the other things that you've explored? Okay, so some of the biggest for me, I work with this like very out there next level healer in LA, um, which is on my page. If people go to Free and Native, they'll see staples at the top. And when you click on that at the very bottom, there's a page called Healers. So it'll be everyone I've worked with and or people that I work with the most consistently. And this one guy, he started as a chiropractor and he knows what he does is so out there, but it has been one of the most transformative things I can say that's gotten me into a place of balance. And so what he does, oh my God, guys, get on the edge of your seat. When I try to explain this to people, they're always like, huh? (laughs) So what he does amongst many things, but like the biggest thing he does is he brings in the frequencies of angels. Oh yeah, this is not crazy to me (laughs) or my listeners. (laughs) Good, because it has like, Oh my gosh, I have so many stories from him. It's outrageous. But the woman who turned me on to him is actually my Vedic meditation teacher. Her name's Jack from the Broad Place. And so I have to share her story and I hope it's not too personal or she won't kill me, but she struggled with asthma her whole life. And one of her teachers actually sent her as a gift when she was in town from Australia. And she was wonky from like having just been to Dubai and Europe and all of these things. And so 
he said, like, this is my gift. You go just see my healer. And so she goes, and when she walks in, he's like, okay, you've had one baby. Here's a scar there. What's this? Is it asthma? It's asthma, isn't it? And all, like, just really starts to call all of her stuff, and that's how he works. And so he does all of his things on her, and by the end, he was like, I know that this is going to sound scary for you because she's had asthma since she was three. She's seen every specialist. He was like, after today, I don't want you to use an inhaler anymore. We healed it. You don't need it. And the steroids are killing you. And so as someone who's like had to rely on an inhaler for safety and health all of their life, it's a really scary thing to trust and go and do. And she did. And I think now I want to say it's been four months. She's never had to use an inhaler again. Yeah. And so like when she told me that, I was like, oh, give me his number. I don't care. I'll try anything. Uh, and then the next follow-up, she went because she wanted to check him out before she headed back to Australia. She was sitting there and like to paraphrase the whole story, a guy's kind of there next to her. And, you know, she could tell he wanted to engage and she's like, yes. And he's like, have you ever done this kind of thing before? Like seen this person? She's like, yeah, you know, last time I went, it was crazy. This is what happened. And he was like, I know I did a Skype session with him. And he was like, I don't, I mean, I don't do those kind of things. <laughs> you could tell this was all really out there for him. But he was like, he did something to transform my body. And the reason why I came was because my friend with cancer, he healed his cancer in three sessions. And so I was like, give me his number. I don't care. And he has like a one-month wait list. He's expensive, but it has been so transformative for my body. Like the last thing we're trying to figure out is my blood sugar stuff because I feel... I don't know if this will ever really heal for me until I can go live on like a desert island for six months where there's no adrenal yeah. stimulation. So that's been one really profound thing. Another thing for me has been B vitamins. B vitamins make all of the difference. And again, like testing to see where you're low, but especially B5 and B6 for me. And I discovered that one day because I accidentally, without knowing, I just wasn't thinking. I took three by accident, like I had thought I didn't take, whatever. And I was like, wow, I feel so much better than I felt in so long. Wow. And I was so deficient. And, you know, especially nettles has a lot of B vitamins. So I hit it hard with that. That's been really transformative for me. And um, Vedic meditation changed a lot for me because it's two times a day for 20 minutes that I have to, I completely relax my nervous system and adrenals. And that's like Vedic does so much for you. It's also called transcendental meditation. They're the same thing, essentially. Uh, but it stabilizes your blood sugar levels when you're doing it. It removes your stress. I mean, it just does so much that that was really powerful when I started to use that tool where twice a day, another big thing recently, because I've had a few, I'm not going to call them miscarriages <laughs> because I wasn't fully implanting, but I, I call them like I've been fertilized, but not fully pregnant because it didn't implant. Uh, but I've had five of those. So for me, like a big thing I did is I cut my schedule way back. I started saying no to a lot of things. I was so overextended. And next year is going to be an even bigger version of that. So that was really transformative for me, just knowing that I could do that and take the time to rest. Um, yeah, there's been so many things. Eating meat again has been massively transformative. Obviously, I get the cleanest version. I try to eat the least amount that I have to in a day, but it has been my medicine. And I always feel conflicting about that, which I'm like, is that really helping? Am I really integrating it if I'm like right. telling my cells that I'm 
sad and I don't want this, but I'm eating it, you know? So there's a confliction there, but it's endless. Like self-care, abiyangas, that's huge. Yeah, (laughs) Huge for like relaxing my system. Yeah. Nasty herbal oil, Ayurvedic massage. Have you done panchakarma? I have, I've, so I've done the fasting, but I haven't had the full treatment. And I, so we may go to India this next year, Mm. my fiance and I, and I'm like, if we go to India, all I want to do are like go to every ashram and do every yes. spa treatment. Oh, <laughs> that's what I want. I know. I want that. Well, you could also look into Surya Spa in the I Palisades. I love. I know. That's She's magical. That's where you did your panchakarma. Local place to do panchakarma. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also Poppy and Someday Carrie, if nobody knows her, she does incredible Ayurvedic treatments as well. Ooh. Laurel, if you're more oh, east side. yeah. That looks really pretty too. Yeah. Well, of course, I'm talking about yeah. like on Instagram. <laughs> it looks really yeah. relaxing and the very pretty tub. photos. That, yeah, yeah, totally. I need to go there. Oh my goodness. I know. And now my brain is like <laughs> on this loop, especially because who knows if I will be able to go to Bali tomorrow because <sighs> of this volcano. Yeah. Um, I'm like, maybe I could do a punch of karma. Maybe I can go to <gasps> India. Maybe I should just stay just here. Just go to and, India. Yeah, I know. Maybe that's the whole reason. Right. Why there's a reason. <laughs> I know there's a reason. And I'm so glad you're the person who came over as I'm receiving this information <laughs> of my flight has been canceled oh. because you reminded me everything happens for a reason. And rejections, project, you know, protection, all that stuff. Right. But yeah, but it's such a rejection. I'm like, I've been looking forward to this trip all year. I can't. I would be freaking out well, if I, I were in your Well, I can't even believe the devastation that oh. I feel. Because usually anytime a trip is canceled, and you probably feel this way because mm-hmm. we sound similar, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, me too. Always. Friends cancel. It's awesome. (laughs) I have time at home. I don't have any plans because I've obviously blocked out my schedule to be gone. And thank God, I couldn't be happier. And for this trip, I don't feel that way. I was so, well, I'm still looking forward to it because it's still happening. It's just not in the way that I planned. The control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And you'll see. I'm sure magic will come out of it. Yeah. Whatever. We'll update you guys, the listeners. They'll know. Who knows? Yeah, you'll already know because I'll be posting like crazy. (laughs) So I'll either be in Bali or somewhere else magical. Yeah, I have. I know it's all going to work out the perfect way. I mean, as it always does. Yeah, completely. So I want to get into what you do as a manifestation advisor. Yes. Because I think this is the most powerful work ever. And Thank you. your process is very different than other yeah. processes. So tell us about your process, how you found it. And I was also thinking we could maybe do like a few minutes of like a miniature session or something so that people could see what it's like. We can try. It we can takes, try. It takes time because yeah, I, I have don't to think unlock you like miniature, a code. But, yeah. um, we can try and if totally. not, we'll just have you back to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so open to it. Cool. But yeah, so my process, like you said, it's so different and the reason that I figured it out is because I had tried all of the other processes before that most of us try, which were kind of failing me in a lot of ways and they were asking a lot out of me or us that is very hard for us to just jump into and understand like think positive or get into the vortex or already act as if you have what you want and all of that so what I started to learn and discover is for manifestation I believe that 
all it is is your self-worth aligning with what you're calling in, your subconscious self-worth. And so that can be towards anything. And I believe that everything comes into our life as a mirror to reflect back what we need to grow in terms of self-worth or it's our manifestation or it's here to align us and knock us back on our authentic path. So the way I discovered it, as I kind of over an overview that I just said, is I tried all the things at 17. I'm, people who have listened to any podcast are probably so sick of this story. But uh, at 17, I was an actress and a model here, and it was going okay. But we had a family intuitive that told me, if you want to control your future and manifest, go buy this book, The Game of Life and How to Play It, and read it to a T, follow it to a T, and you'll manifest everything you want. And I was so poor that I was like, I'll do anything. Okay, sounds good. And I'm a Capricorn moon, so I like really structured and followed and did it all, and not much would happen. And then I led on to like all of the other books that we're aware of, and like The Secret and the Hicks books, and so, and uh, The Course in Miracles and all the things that people use for manifestation. And they all still weren't serving me. They were still asking for a lot of that spiritual bypass, which was be happy, think positive, and get what you want. And so I finally started to realize, I'm like, God, I'm a really good manifester, but never in those ways. I'm really powerful at calling in partners and crazy things like a $300 apartment in the Echo Park Hills, just all sorts of wild stuff that I would call in and manifest. So at 25, I threw it all away. And I was like, I'm really going to watch what I do when to see what's happening to make it show up. And so I did. And it was kind of a five-year process, honestly, maybe four, because I had to go through some trial and tribulation to understand what was equating what I wanted. And the basis, number one, I started to realize was any time, and I encourage anybody listening to just think back on their experiences, but any time I would step into my power or leave somewhere where I had been small. So for instance, if it was a, if it was a relationship that I had been small in and I wasn't getting what I wanted or treating myself well, when I finally got the courage to leave, bam, something would show up or a lot of great things would show up. Or if it was a job or an apartment, or if I would turn down something that was coming through that I knew I didn't want, but I was kind of afraid to not do it, but I really stuck with my guns, a lot would show up that I was asking for. So I started to go, oh, there's a whole self-worth component to this. Ah, so it's not... And I do like to tell people when it comes to more of the spiritual bypass, think positive rhetoric, like if you grew up in a super... Um, abundant family and everybody was really functional and happy and everybody really encouraged you for your authentic self and your dreams and you know your parents had a great relationship with their own worth and were successful in their own right you would probably naturally be a really good manifester at those ways of the thing positive because there's not a lot of unlocking you have to do but I also like to say on the flip side of that is every single one of us has experienced shame. Every single one of us, period. I don't care if it was, I'll walk my, and that's why it'd be kind of hard to do it here in person because I usually throw people under hypnosis for a long time to get yeah. some subconscious answers from, because everyone will be like, my life is great. My parents were awesome. And, yeah, and I'm like, 
this has nothing to do with your parents or any of that. But I believe that we manifest from the imprintation of our subconscious that we molded from the ages of zero to seven, if I'm being generous, 14. So everything we were witnessing, we were taking in as a fact. And anything that was reflecting back to us where we weren't loved or good enough, we were throwing that into our shadow because it wasn't helping us to survive and feel loved. That's where we have limiting beliefs and low self-worth. If we grew up in a dynamic that had a lot of those, there's a lot of unblocking that needs to happen and a lot of expanding that needs to happen, which I'll get into in a minute. So if you're working with me or doing any of my work, you'll often go, oh my God, everything really does stem back to child. <laughs> like everything. Uh, and why that is in my, like the research I've done and my beliefs is that it's our limbic brain, right? It's the brain that takes on anything. It's like if we, it's our prehistoric brain. If we go back to, we touched a fire and it burnt us. Now, anytime we see something like that, a fire, we associate it with hurting us. Uh, so like, let's say that you grew up or someone grew up in a family. I always use the same example. So let me think of another um, Let's say someone grow, grew up a woman with a really emotionally unavailable dad who wasn't really around much and she was having to like fiend for his attention or his love. Maybe he was working all the time or maybe he just wasn't present because of whatever he went through in his childhood. Um, that would feel like pain, but it's also what she would be drawn to. So that same type of woman is going to be the woman who's having like the cheater come through who doesn't want to commit over and over and over again because that's what she imprinted as love and that's the dynamic of love. So therefore, she has to go down into her subconscious and unblock that and she also has to go out and expand to show her subconscious what real love is that she wants, that it's possible. And so what I'm talking about there with expanding, that was another huge component I learned through my process. It was like, Oh, I could call in all of these like big acting jobs. And, you know, I was, I, I mean, I have crazy shit. And I share this on the blog all the time of what not to do. They'll be my old list from when I was doing a lot of the spiritual bypass versions of manifestations. And there's one of when I was a waitress and I was a, wait, a waitress at a, well, it's a laugh factory, I'll just say it. <laughs> and um, I have lists from that time. I was so poor. And I was a struggling actress and I was legitimately trying to manifest my house in Malibu, like with a sauna in a pool, yes. right? And so a huge component that I learned was like, that can never happen for the person who doesn't believe it's possible. Obviously my worth, with my job was a real reflection of my worth at that time. It was a terrible and toxic environment. I was treated so poorly. So were the other girls that I worked with. I didn't make any money, but it's also, if you look back to the imprintation that I grew up with, I didn't really come from a lineage that felt like, especially on my maternal side, that felt like we were worth our passions or that we could make money off of our passions. So I had to do a shit ton of work to reprogram that and a shit ton of expanding. So what I mean by expanding is I believe that we have to show our subconscious, it has to see to believe what's possible for us. Otherwise, we have an imprintation that it can never happen for us. It can happen to that person, but not us because of X, Y, and Z, which is usually low self-worth, which is usually our shadow. And so little by little, I started to notice when I would hang out more with mentors who had the things that I, I wanted 
or friends who would get the things that I wanted, I started to see that it was possible for me. And therefore, those things had space to come through. So I believe in our subconscious, which is where we manifest from, not our thoughts. So that's very different than what exists out there. I like to always tell people that we just aren't that powerful. Like if we manifested from our thoughts, think of the polarity we think all day long, our world would look like a shit show if we were that powerful. It's our subconscious belief. So when I say that I had to show my subconscious that that was possible, that's what I did in order to expand. So that's a big part of my process that I do with my clients and teaching people. And they'll be like, "Mm, yeah, I have these three expanders on social media. And then I'll be like, okay, when you look at them, what's that little voice that comes up that says, well, they can have it, but I, I can't really have it because of this, you know, and it's all of our weird shadowy programming, whether it's like, they're beautiful or they come from money or they have this or whatever the bullshit is. And then I'm like, they're not your perfect expander. You need a closer expander who you relate with. So a lot of my work is taking like the big abstractness down to the smaller micro. Uh, Like another huge part of the process is you, I I encourage people to only manifest from micro the next six to nine months that are truly believable for them. That was such a big thing for me to learn that like, yeah, the waitress at the Laugh Factory wasn't going to get that house in Malibu <laughs> soon. So there's there's a lot more that goes into it. But those are like the really big keys is unblocking, expanding. And then the last huge key that really plays into worth is passing tests. So once I figured that out, it kind of completed this process for me. And what I wanted would show up without fail over and over and over again. And I see it with clients constantly. And even my community who does unblock to like, will read everything I write about and then do unblock, they're still capable of manifesting. Um, so passing test is so big. What happens? So I believe again that the universe's only intention for us, in my opinion, is to have us grow into our most whole authentic versions of self. And usually all of us came into the planet like that, but then through societal programming and shame and pain that we all kind of go through, whether it's from media, parental peers, magazines, like it can be from anything, we start to shut those down, that authenticness, it creates holes in our wholeness. And so I believe you can really play this game a lot quicker with manifestation when you start to really step into that wholeness, that authenticness. And a lot of my work next year is going to be about like how to get closer to your authenticness. But so let's say, for instance, you, because this is all about worth, let's say that somebody started to call in a partnership and they've dated a ton of people that were wrong for them. And then they did a lot of the unblocking work to really get rid of that low self-worth that's attracting in those opportunities. And let's say they've gone through and expanded and seen these relationships that really reflect the qualities and the dynamic that they want. They're going to start being tested from the universe. (laughs) Meaning that... uh, an emotionally unavailable person who kind of fits their list is going to come through and they're going to have to be in their power enough and their worth enough to go, yeah, you don't want a commitment. This isn't for me. Even though you have all the bells and whistles, like I can't settle for this again. And then after that, another test will show up because the lower our self-worth, the more tests that will come about. And so once they pass all of those tests and they start to get harder and harder to like 
realize, I always say like the last grand finale is usually a really shiny, too good to be true object, you know? And once they pass that, traditionally, that's when they'll start to connect with their manifestations. And so it's just kind of this formula that's like, if you do A, B, C, and D, usually E shows up. (laughs) So for me, it was my, and the way my brain works, it's just all about categorizing things. And so once I was able to distill down, like move away from all the spiritual bypass of like not looking at our darkness, not looking at our past and all of those limits and really moving into actually leaning into it, owning it, empowering it, growing it. And then having a formula, like distilling it down, it all became so much quicker and easier. And it takes people time. Like they could listen to all of this right now and they still will be like, what? <laughs> How do I do all sure. this? That's why it's yeah. good to have a guide, totally. an advisor. Yeah. And honestly, with all of that, like through the last two years of my work, I've just noticed that they don't really need me. And like my wait list is so bananas. Like at this point, it's until June of 2018. So it's like I've really so much of my work this year has been trying to put together things I can put out there where people can just do this independently. So I just finally filmed like the full formula workshop and magnetism that that'll be available. Yes. And so if people are doing that and doing the unblocked courses, it's like, watch, watch what starts to happen. You don't have to, you know, come and see me. I love it. Yeah. So your method is amazing and so different, like you said, from everything else and I've done all the visualizations and see my house in 10 years and my vision board and everything. And that's interesting too. And I think that's somewhere in my subconscious. I've also done, um, I was hypnotized for the first time two weeks ago. I Mm -hmm. did a past life regression therapy. Who did you do it with? With um, Morgan. Oh no. His name is I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Jer, Jerowen, Jer. Oh, I don't know him. Um, He's in Eagle Rock, (gasps) closer to you. What came up? Did you share it yet? No. And I'm going to have him on the podcast. He's so cool. But, and I'll I'll talk about it too. Mm. It was interesting. So I was, it's not that I'm skeptical about being hypnotized. I believe in everything. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if I would let go of the control, let it happen. I just couldn't imagine. So I don't know that I was that hypnotized. I was very relaxed Mm -hmm. and very much in my subconscious. Mm -hmm. So I did float all the way back to my childhood and I saw some of that in the house where I grew up and interesting scenes, like really specific scenes from... Yeah, the subconscious always shows you what yeah. it wants you to see. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I saw my parents at um, the dinner table and then me at my little table where I would sit and eat dinner. I didn't even, of course, I haven't thought about this since I was, like, Totally, three. yeah. Um, and looking it shows you what's living it, down there. Thinking, why was I sitting at a different <laughs> table? I was, and then I'm the going first back, thing I was thinking. How long did I do that for? Oh, yeah, until I was, like, nine or whatever it was. And... There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. And by the time I later was thinking about it and then saw Jonathan, my boyfriend, and started telling him about it, I started hysterically bawling my eyes out. Yes. And he's like, why were you sitting at a different table? I'm like, I don't know. And it's so 
so odd. Um, it's just not something I've thought about. And it, I think it just has so much to do with the dynamics in my family and my dad being um, such a neat freak. And I was this kid who was messy and mm-hmm. I'm still a messy person in some ways. And so different, you know, from what my dad with his previous marriage, my three half siblings, they all kind of had this very militant upbringing and I didn't as much because my mom didn't want that for me. So here I was at a different table and kind (laughs) of watching TV and they're like totally having a separate dinner and just it dawned on me for the first time in my life that that was my whole childhood. Yeah. Sitting at this miniature desk table and then thinking that I was having fun because I was drawing and watching TV and talking to my nanny who would sit on the floor while I was eating and yeah, I mean, I could go on. Yeah, but. <laughs> no, the, see, like, you already just got a glimpse of it, right? Yeah, like, and that was this lifetime, and I was, like, waiting to see my previous lifetimes where I wanted to go to other planets and be an alien totally, and see totally. these visitations and my dreams that I positive happen. And For sure. That's what I wanted to see, and here I am in my house where I grew up, looking at the tiles underneath my feet, like, that's what they looked like. I haven't seen this house since I was... 12 totally and here's every brick in the wall like as it really was and it's so weird then I tried to tell my parents I was literally in our house today that Mm -hmm. on Wilhagen Park Lane Mm -hmm. it's just the weirdest thing I've ever experienced so yes that was interesting and then I saw two past lives um which were much more hazy Uh that one was just so so the childhood yeah um so being hypnotized is so so it worked for you oh i know yeah Yeah, it did even though i kept telling myself even later i was so conscious i remember everything um so my question then for you is what's your method for taking people into their subconscious, yeah. especially when people have a hard time letting go of control. Yes. So here's the thing. Like I always tell people, I've done a lot of different, I've worked with a lot of different hypnotists and I actually work a little bit differently than they do. Um, but all that I, I tell people, like the hypnotic state is just the alpha or the theta state. We go into it when we're driving and we're zoned out. Like you are then. And the thing with when you're hypnotized or when you're in hypnosis, which you can do watching TV, literally because your brain is focused and shut down therefore you're you go into the alpha and if you're deeply relaxed the theta and all that's happening is your subconscious is coming forward which you got to witness so clearly that it's very easy to access at that point and it takes every cue and it'll go right where you need it to go usually I do have some clients who things were traumatic or they had to leave their body so much that they've just blocked it out. So over time, those memories start to surface. I'll have some that are like, I literally can't remember anything from childhood. And I'm like, "Mm, that was a defense mechanism. Of course you can't. That's okay. It'll start to unravel just as the trigger hit you when you were at dinner, all of a sudden the emotional, you had the emotional response to it. So mine, like a great version of this, kind of what you experienced is my unblocked reparent right now, which is kind of the foundation for everything. Because unless you go back and address all of that and make that little girl feel super accepted and equal to her parents, because 
I can already tell you that that's for sure blocking (laughs) certain things in terms of power and worth in your life, 110%. So like in the unblocked reparent, people will go through, they do like a little past life thing. They go through the womb and like everything. And they go through each phase. And there's a write-up at the beginning that kind of tells you, what needed to happen to be healthy for that developmental phase, what the child needed to experience and witness, what needed to happen within parenting for their authentic self to feel uh, accepted, whole, supported, seen. And anywhere that that wasn't happening needs to go be addressed. So in which case, my hypnosis, I just trademark them as deep imaginings because my process is a little bit different. A lot of normal hypnotists that I've worked with, at least, they kind of it's, it makes sense with neuroplasticity and neuroscience, but it's more suggestive only to the positive. So it has you uh, not look at any past stuff that much. It has you just go straight forward until your brain essentially give it the cues, the suggestions of what you want it to be instead. So reinforcing that, not reinforcing the other stuff. With my work, I don't really do that because... With myself, I'm always my first guinea pig. And then I'll guinea pig it out on like five or six clients and have them do it for a long time. And I'll get all their feedback. And when I see that it's consistent, that's when I'll finally put it out into the public. And I saw way deeper results with myself and with others pertaining to manifestation when they actually dug into that and they went and dealt with that and they reprogrammed those things and they healed that little version of you and that inner child and grew that worth and that being seen and that that was okay that you're messy and do all that work, which is very specific and the re, the reparenting, the unblocked reparenting. And then they go more towards the suggestive stuff. And with my work as well, it's all about tapping into your magnetism, which all that means is your wholeness and your power. Wholeness and power is just like, if I'm going to say something like vibration, it just means worth. It's like totally empowered and showing up as your authentic self and not settling for anything that doesn't jive with that or reinforce that. So that's a very fucking hard thing to do in modern society because we're conditioned, especially in puritanical societies, which we were kind of founded on, we're so conditioned to do the absolute opposite. People please, I mean, just there's a gamut like of what we're conditioned to do. So for instance, with like that kind of stuff, you would be going down and like, it's beautiful how you already got to experience how the subconscious right away will give you exactly what it needs to, to address with the exact cue that you're giving it. So all of a sudden you can start to tap in really quickly. I have all these processes with people where I'll just bring up one trigger and they'll, the subconscious will show them the memory like that or the person where they got it from. And then they'll start to notice that there's patterns. So say that situation of, you know, you're, you knew that it was happening because maybe your dad didn't want to deal with chaos and a mess. So your mom tried to like create these two worlds for everyone to be happy. And so she was, there's so many dynamics that are happening there. And then what people will start to notice is they've played out that same pattern and dynamic many other times, like with friends in elementary, and then it's happened yada, yada. And it still will happen with like the popular girls today or the thing will trigger with a guy who's militant will show up in their lives. We continue to manifest these dynamics over and over and over again until we readdress and heal that little person and then reinforce that that person's worth more in the opposite. So it's a lot of that work. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm just blown away. 
way. Yes. So unblocked reparenting, is that something people can just sign up for on your site? Totally. And so, yes. Because you've already created it. Yes. And so what I noticed, like what helped that all come about is I'm not the type of person who likes to work with people like every two weeks or once a month or whatever. I'm the type You're of person. to the choir. Right? Like, it's no structure, please. No. Well, yeah, that and also everyone's different. And my whole objective is to get people to be on their own and independent because they can do this all themselves. Yes, some people need guidance for sure. Like the times where I'm uh, more of a gift to them or someone to work with is when they're navigating tests and lessons or they're really having trouble finding their blocks. Otherwise, if they just go and do the formula, which launches in early January, that workshop to learn literally the whole formula, and then they go and do the unblocked courses, they can do this all on their own. Like they don't really need me unless it's starting to be like, ah, I still have trouble. Like my worth is low and I can't tell if this thing is a test that's showing up because I'm really pretty rough on clients about especially women dating I'll be like he's a test he's got to go and they're like but but this and I'm like nope got to go he's a t-. like Good. so yeah, that's people like people need that yeah so many honesty <laughs> the, the honesty and like the backup of strength because yeah. we're really taught and programmed in society to take what we can get whether we're conscious of it or not that is just a worth situation where we're taught like if we don't take this, we probably won't get anything better. So, And that can be applicable to jobs instead of following your passion. That can be applicable to relationships. It can be applicable to uh, anything, money, buying a car. Like it's so, it can be applicable to your relationship with yourself, you know? So, so much of this work is like, if you only just step into your power, listen to your authenticness and don't settle for anything less while looking to see what people that you admire around you are already accomplishing that you want, you can pretty much manifest whatever you want. So powerful. Yeah. So what are some of the things in your life that you've manifested? Oh my gosh, everything. Other than everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> like your relationship, yes. for one. So what's so fascinating was... Last year at this time, holiday season, I got really, really depressed, incredibly apathetic because I realized that I had manifested everything I wanted three years prior to it, everything. And so if I look back at my old list, like the house that I was calling in is the exact house my fiance already bought. Like my fiance to the T is my list. Everything that was happening within my career was already happening. Money far, far surpassed what I wanted in money. Mm -hmm. So all, and I'm actually feeling that again this season. And so it can be like the littlest thing to a ring, a vintage ring I was thinking of, to um, a healer I needed for my endocrine system, to something huge and material. It's endless. I use it for everything in my life. But what's super interesting, because I come from so much stuff in childhood, and a lot of it's like the poor Irish struggle, and so much of my I'm such an optimistic person that so much of my like happiness was wrapped up in like being ambitious and achieving more. That was just always my thing. So once I sort of had manifested literally everything and then things I would think of like to a just a tiny little thought would start to come through, I kind of hit this lull where I was like, what's the point? Like what I have it all. And it's something I a, never thought in my lifetime I would ever truly feel because I've struggled so much. Like, I didn't even know that was possible to have that. But it had me start to reframe and look at things so differently where 
it wasn't about anything material or external. It started to become about like, how can I just totally start to step into my true authenticity all the way, like down to showing up in public when I, cause I'm such a people pleaser, like when I'm unhappy and just being cool with that and vulnerable, like a huge part of my process for a year and it's ongoing. And I think it will be for life was starting to learn how to open my heart and soften it. And I know that that's it was so abstract to me. That was just a concept because I was so closed off from going through a lot and not being able to trust a lot of people that more of now what brings me a lot of joy is just how do I integrate deeper? How do I integrate deeper? Oh my God, I know like all the other shit will show up, which that was my journey for a long time. It was calling in material things. And if that's where people are at, um, it's beautiful. That's a beautiful place to be. But it was also really incredible to reach a point where I was like, yeah, no, all I'm asking for now is like how to go deeper in true, true, true authenticity and integration. That's amazing because Mm -hmm. it seems like the process really evolves with what you manifest because of the way that you grew up and what your desires are. And then once you receive that, it just goes so much deeper, it seems. Absolutely. And I, you know, like, It's really beautiful for me. I guess I'm just going to be hitting on the head of what I just talked about again. But I think a lot of people go down the path of manifestation to start to tap tap into how do I manifest things on the material plane, meaning like what we quote unquote cars, money, jobs, like all the things, relationships. And so it was really beautiful to go through all of that. And now, and I think a lot of people actually who do work in the manifestation zone reach this place where it's like, oh, now it's much more about my relationship with myself on a far deeper subconscious level and conscious level. And that's really beautiful. So I guess the only thing I want to say to anyone listening is like, that like, it's beautiful to be at either places. It's awesome. And it just means that you're alive and in the human experience and in this body, you're working out your karma and just integrating. And that's so fabulous. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So a question that I ask everyone who comes on this podcast is if you were a color, what color do you feel best represents your energy? Yellow. I don't know why, but, and it's funny too, because I do kind of have a little tiny gift where I can sort of see, especially in meditation, I can see people's color or I can sort of see their, some, like before clients come for a session, for instance, or if I'm about to hop on Skype, I'll tune into them a little bit and I can kind of see what their dominant color is for the day. Yeah. What they're bringing. That was something that I didn't even know until like two years ago. And I was like, whoa, I keep seeing this, but it's different for everyone. And I'm not skilled at it like when I'm not in a meditative state, you know, but what for me, a lot of the times I can see different colors, but yellow feels like when I see that in the world, yellow feels like something that I feel a lot. Yeah. Yellow. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, Only I'm like sure an aura reader would be. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aura photography. Yes. Which yeah. I know there's so many colors around yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's so cool. Yeah. I feel very connected to yellow, too. You do as well? Yeah. Interesting. Year, um, I did this yoga class and guided meditation with Sophie on yes. the new year of uh, this year. So, yeah. 2017. And she had us pick a color and for the year, uh, uh, I picked yellow. <gasps> and 
at the event, after we did this whole, like, write out your year, all this stuff, um, Jonathan was there, but we weren't dating yet. We were friends. And I said, what color did you choose? And he said, yellow. And I was wow. like, oh, my God, it's, it's fate. And then 30 seconds later, he was like, um, we should spend more time together. We should date. And we have been ever since. So wow. it's like hugely important now to us. Oh, I because, love that. Yeah, it was just this color that we both chose. And it's so bright. And, and symbolic. Sunshiny. Yeah. Exactly. It's like French. There's right. so many dynamics exactly. to it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, that's such a beautiful story for you guys. Yeah, isn't that? I know. And that's like the shortest version, but it's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite story. I love that. Yeah. Of all the colors. My fiance and I were meditating once together very, very early on. And he is far more like empath than he lets on to. And while we were sitting there, all of a sudden I felt like my whole right side of my body just felt very pink. It was, I was really tapped into what color was there. And when we got out of the meditation, he was like, you had a huge thing of pink right here. Yeah, it's crazy. What? Yeah, isn't that powerful? Yeah. So, so you, that guys you guys are so connected. That. Yeah. yeah. That's so special. Oh. Wow. So you can see people's colors from time to time. Yeah. What other intuitive gifts do you have? So my main one, it took me a long time to figure this out. And it was actually one of my naturopaths who gave me the terminology. And I was like, that's it. That's, I could never put it into words. That's what I can do. And it's claircognizance. So are you familiar with that? Which I had no idea that there was a term for it because my mom is hyper, hyper talented. Like she's a full-blown medium. She's an incredible clairvoyant, like all the things. And she's like drinks, so it's a problem. Otherwise she would be far more tapped in, but she's always a person that I'll consult with a lot of stuff and she can call out anything. So, you know, for me, I just, I feel one of like the other weird things, and then I'll get into like my main gift, but I can always feel when people are thinking about me or talking about me and it'll come through, like they'll pop into my mind and I'll get a feeling in my stomach and I'll smell them, which is so bizarre. And I don't know what so the terminology is for yeah. that. And I don't know what, I can tell if it's happy or bad always, but I'll be like, oh my gosh, yeah, that ex-boyfriend from three years ago, he's totally tuned into me right now. That's weird. He's thinking of me. Sure. Isn't it bizarre? Yeah, my mom crazy. has it like beyond, like it'll come oh. up in her dreams. It's wild. Oh my but my main one is, is the clear cognizance. So that's how I actually started to figure out this works so well, is if I sit down with somebody and I go through kind of the trajectory of their past, and then I put them under and I take them all over the place, their blocks will download into me. Even the stuff they're not seeing, I'll be like, that's it, that's it, that's it. And they won't really have connected the dots yet, but I'll be like, I can just, I, it's not like a seeing the future. It's not a smell. It's nothing. It's I just know. I know, I know, I know. And it'll be out in public because I just, it happens mostly with energetics. So it helped me discover this process because I'm like, when this happens, this energy follows always. I can kind of tell, I don't know, the dynamics of energy or the way I see them, but it's just by the download and knowing. So if I'm just out with someone and they don't know what I do and we're just talking, uh, or Sophie's like a great example, for instance. She had been through so much in her past. And then, you know, as soon as I knew some of the recent stuff she's been into, because she has been manifesting so much, I'll be like, this is like when this happened, you unblock that. And all of a sudden, you stepped into your masculine. And that's why it's all coming through. Or somebody will be talking to me. I just know right away what the thing is that 
will like unblock, unlock, and things will start to connect. Or if you do this, this will show up. That's such an amazing gift, <laughs> especially weird. with the work that you do. Yeah, I mean, it it's definitely perfect. helped me do all this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Claire Cognizance thing is so interesting because I think people can go through their whole lives not knowing that they have that gift because yeah. it can be so subtle. subtle. And then once you realize, you, it's kind of like, oh, my God, this just knowing that I've had for so long is not just my imagination or this randomness. It's, it's something, something you can rely yeah, on. something that you can rely on and that Absolutely. you can use for such positive good in people's totally. lives. And I believe that everybody has capabilities, so everyone. Too. And we're just in such a society that doesn't foster them at all, yeah. especially your intuition. And nothing is like, hey, listen to yourself and go make choices from that at all in our society. Sure. There's so much structure around. If you do A, B, C, and D, then you'll get the world's love. So if you go to college and you do this and you major in that or you're a doctor or you're this or whatever, whatever the programming was they received. But if a lot more of that was lifted and we parented allowing the kids to show us their gifts and their authenticness and then giving them the tools they need to support that and guide that, people would be so tapped in. It's cr- And I think everybody yeah. has that. I think so too. The first time someone ever told me that like, what all of that is could be a gift was my therapist. Awesome. That's an amazing therapist. I know. Yeah. yeah. And he had been my therapist for years, but he became a lot more holistic as I moved to New York and then I came back and I saw him when I got back. And he, the first thing he said to me was, you're a highly sensitive person. Yeah. Read this book. And I'm sorry I didn't know that you were a highly sensitive person before, but then he had done all this research and learned so much in the years that I had not seen him, just a couple of years. And um, he said, see this Ayurvedic practitioner and do the whole nutrition thing with Ayurveda and see what happens. You're a highly sensitive person and in ancient cultures and in other countries, you would be a healer, the tribal healer. And when he first said that, of course, I was so happy because that sounds so cool. It's a burden. I later, yeah, was starting to uncover what he really means is being a highly sensitive person in our society. It's so hard. It's so incredibly hard. And I'm yet to meet one that doesn't have endocrine issues. Oh, yeah. And realizing if I had been born into a community and you too that fosters being a healer and we were the medicine people, our lives would be so different. So different. And here we are trying to function in Los, Los Angeles, Angeles. Oh my with God. blogs and podcasts and uh, relationships with people, friendships, business, media. everything, media that truly just, just may or you. may not completely understand any yeah. of this. Um, it's so interesting. Isn't it wild? Yeah. From the time he told me that to now has been a little more than three years. And I'm only just starting to realize 
what he was even talking about and what he meant. Because isn't it why so it's coming there. through? Mm-hmm. And I'm yet to meet, and you have them all in your top. But Libra, every Libra I know is so incredibly psychic. I'm yet mm-hmm. to meet my mom's a Libra. Mm, when's her birthday? Hers is the tenth, ten ten. No way! Yeah. Oh, you guys are great. Yeah, that's so cool. And then Cancers are obviously the healers mm-hmm. for your moon, and then Aquarians. I'm yet to meet anyone with those that aren't really empathic right it's just good luck (laughs) I know I know because then the question is like what to do with all of that I know I love what you've what you've created and what you do because it's kind of it's its own path Mm -hmm. you've forged your own almost created a career yeah and that's sort of with this podcast what I encourage people to do yeah. to live that soul on fire life you can blend your interests and your passions and be abundant and do what you love and not have to work yourself into the ground you can have everything totally but it's kind of getting to that point that yeah. I think people need the most support guidance, there unblocked yeah. everything to get there and honestly like one of the biggest ways and it's always an unraveling but one of the biggest things that has helped me arrive you know more and quicker has been unlocking things like deprogramming Mm -hmm. the deprogramming's allowed me to start to tap into who is authentically me because I think like anytime we're stepping more into our own authentic nature path or feelings we tap into it so quickly, so easily. It's a channel that just comes through that I'm so glad that your voice that's putting that into the world and empowering people that way because it, it really is possible for anyone who desires it. Yeah, it is possible. It's just getting to that point, I think, for so many of us. And then I think for me, what I've probably learned the most in terms of like who is my authentic self is starting to say no. It's so important. And I know that you had an unblocked on that. Yeah. Um, I know that from Luke's podcast. Yeah. When you talked about it on the podcast. And I think that's so powerful because saying no is, for a people pleaser, which is most of us, the hardest thing to do. Totally. And we're also questioning, should we be saying no? Was that a good opportunity? Blah, blah. Totally. Saying no all of the time and not having to feel like I'm a mean person or, you know, um, intolerant person, et cetera. Yes. Mm -hmm, Yes. It's been so powerful. You know, I was listening yesterday as I was driving uh, to Tim Ferriss, just this will be older when this comes out, but he had put out um, a, a small episode of How to Say No. And one of the, it was three rejection letters he received that were so eloquently written. Mm. And one thing that one of the people or one of his mentors said to him, if it's not a hell yes, it's always a no, like no matter what. Yes. And I was like, damn it, I still say like Mm -hmm. yes to not hell yeses. It's such a, it's a journey for me. But also I encourage people to check it out because they were three really good rejection letters and they all, they shared similar qualities. A, what a great opportunity this would be. And I know it's going to be successful. B, I just have too much on my plate right now. And my to-do list is building up. C, right now, everything's pretty much a hard no for me. And it's not just you, it's everything. Mm -hmm. So it's a really great formatting for people who have a hard time, whether it's in 
relationship dynamics or it's opportunities or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. That's so nice to have on yeah. hand. That sounds kind of like what I try to formulate to people with uh. less probably eloquence because I'm usually if I'm saying no and I'm responding and doing all of that it's probably from a very heightened state of anxiety and I wish I could do this this sounds amazing I'm so proud of you that's so cool I wish I could be a part of it maybe one day um not now and this is why that's kind of like the letters that's pretty much it right and it's authentic and it's genuine and I hate saying no because I I too am constantly in the position of contacting people who inspire me and who I admire and asking them to come on the podcast or doing anything. And so I know exactly how it feels every day to put yourself out there. So I hate to say no, but we have to. Have to. And like with my endocrine stuff, and I'm sure you feel this with all of your airiness, but I just, I burn out so easily that Mm -hmm. if I don't say no to every, like it's nothing to do with the other people at this point. It's to do with me just having energy throughout the full day. Yes. It's so hard. I'm with you. The crash and the burn is so real. And I can push my, I had a day last week where I just decided, and I have these days all the time, like I'm just going to push myself and I'm going to do everything that I was planning on doing, that I said yes to, all the events that I was invited to. So I took a flight from Arizona to L.A. at uh, 7 a.m. So I woke up at 4.30. Oh, my God. Took the flight, went drove directly to an event. While I was there, decided I'm not going to go to this next event that I had planned on going to because there's no way. Like the only thing that my body wants to do is go home and relax and rest. And I can probably be productive and get some stuff done, but from bed. So at the event, talking to other friends who were there, they were going to this next event. So I thought, okay, I'll just do it too. I'll do it too, whatever. This is like college or something. Oh my, right? Which was not a good time for me for all these (laughs) reasons. And... um, so I did that while I was there. I mean, everything started shutting down. Oh, yeah. And I don't think I recovered. Like now three it's days. Now a full week. Yeah. And I'm just starting to recover. Yeah. And that was just one day. Crazy day. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I mean, it's just not, I'm just not built for that. And some people are. And kind of like we were talking about before we started recording, I see other people who are built for that kind of a thing. As we were talking about Luke Story, who's mm-hmm. been on this podcast, mm-hmm. and I love him. And he goes to New York and does these back-to-back interviews, three or four yeah. a day. So I'm scheduling my New York trip. Like, I can do three interviews a day. And <laughs> oh, I already know. Die. Horrible idea, um, Jordan. You're, you're not <laughs> meant for that. And what I want to do in New York is wake up walk to coffee or tea, go to (laughs) yoga, Uh, maybe do one interview, hang out with my friends in New York and go to bed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The last time I was in New York, I had so many engagements and like, I just send an apology right now to anybody who might be listening that I had an engagement with because I like, I'll get sick if it happens. And Mm -hmm. so I just have to be like, I'm so sorry, guys. I can't. I, it's so... I know what it feels like, though, because I, I'm assuming you can relate just based on your chart, but we're so heady and our heart's so big, and we're already probably pretty, like, vata go-getter that we just want to do it all mentally, mm-hmm. but there's nothing. Do you, you say that you feel like you're from another planet as well? Me too. Yes. I've always been told, like, I'm a star being. I'm a Me yada too. yada. Okay, so I don't think... In my mind, and trust me, I've done like a lot of Kundalini and stuff like that. 
I don't think my nervous system like can handle this planet that much. This is like when I get into like really out there shit with my oh, friends. This is an out here okay. podcast. <laughs> so the person who will be on the week before you is Wendy Kennedy. She's a Pleiadian oh. channeler. Oh, great. And I don't, I want to know yeah, more about her. We dove deep into that because I wow. was asking her these questions. Mm. Like if we feel like we are from a star system. Yeah. How do we function? Here? Totally. So, what did she say? Um, Live I think in I nature. Kind of blacked out. I'm excited to listen to the episode. <laughs> That's what happens to me a lot. I do too. Um, she had an interesting perspective, which was very much like we are all from everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Cool. We are not just from one star system or one planet. And me being. The I'm trying to like gather the information. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? I just want to talk to like the star system where I'm from, and like I feel like they're trying to contact me. And yeah. how do I do that and live in harmony in both places or whatever it is? And her answer and a lot of people's answers who I've asked questions about this is, at some point, our souls have existed there. And here, I and believe other in this planets, too. Dual and in the forest, and maybe we're yeah. in all places at once. Yep, yep, yep. So Parallel universe. I think it's just yeah, like listening to what we feel is true, which is um, this planet is really harsh, and we have to really take care of ourselves. Totally, and the frequency on it right now, I just mm-hmm. believe, is so extra. And you know who? Just like to bring it back down to my Vedic meditation teacher, Jack from the Broad Place. She has a really great saying too. She was like. The stimulation that we endure in one day here on this planet was something that people would have gotten through their full lifetime. It went back like 200 years ago. So our nervous system's just like, it's so, and especially if you're already an airy person who's just leaving your body and can't be that grounded. I also think, I believe like the more conscious we become, the way more sensitive we become and therefore, it's just hard to stay on the earth and our nervous system to ground into it. And trust me, I tr- I've tried. Like, so yeah. I'm like, all the things, all the visualizations, totally. like earthing, the kundalini, the yada yada. And still, there's actually my facialist, um, Sadie Adams, who, have you ever met her? No. She's out of Venice. And she she's like the microcurrent facialist to like all the Victoria's Secret oh, models. Oh, yeah. Well, your stuff. skin is amazing. Thank you. I would like to see Yours her. Yours Look at <laughs> She is wonderful. And we actually were just having this conversation, but she does a lot of teachings as well. And her and I, I'm actually going there for a meditation tonight. But it's a lot about like allowing all that past karma from all those, because she believes we're from all sorts of different things. We have all different aspects and we talk about parallel universes and things like that all the time. And um, she, a lot of her process is like allowing your karma to show up and be here now, but detaching from it. She believes, I mean, she's so intelligent that it like, like, I would be really reducing her message by paraphrasing this, but essentially, for instance, for me, it's really, really, really hard to watch uh, activating things on TV. I'm so hypersensitive that, like, one thing we're watching right now is Alias Grace, and there's, like, rape and this and that and all these things, and I'm like, (laughs) and I can't go to sleep for hours, and I have nightmares. I'm so, so sensitive, and, like, her perspective is that that's karma that we've endured in different lifetimes, and there's a part of us that doesn't want to, like, look at it or be a part of it because it's still, it's, like, shadowy, and so 
if we can just sit with it and watch it and accept that that's something we've been through and then detach and know that it has nothing to do with where we are right now, that we can integrate deeper. And to me, that's been like one of the most grounding solutions I've heard of so far of like basically being present with everything and knowing that it's a part of us, but also fully detaching from, and like her and I are like, this is a holographic universe. I mean, we get into it, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. but it, that's been one of the things that have actually helped me ground a lot more than like these practices yeah. <laughs> give me I a selenite block for five hours and watch me not come back into my body. Totally. Like I'm, forget it. I'm with you. That's, that's some of the greatest advice I've heard and also received from this shaman who is very celestial. Mm. And she's the first person who looked at me and said, you're not from this planet. Yeah. You're very celestial. And she always says, yes, we're there and we've been there and our souls are all over the place, but we're here and we came here for a body. reason. Yeah. And so live this life. And yeah. don't be so preoccupied with everything else. Yeah. And that helps me. Um, I bet. Especially if you feel like you're making communication. And for stuff. sure. It's so hard. For I bet sure. for you. Yeah. Luckily, nobody's been contacting <laughs> me. That would be a whole nother fucking layer I'd have to do. It's been a while, actually. And I don't know if I just like wow. turned myself off to it, which I didn't do on purpose. But, okay. Um, yeah, he used probably to be, needed it was like it. every single night in the middle of the night, and that was exhausting. I bet. Oh my yeah, god, and your and sleep I cycles. So Ugh. I would be sleeping, and then I would think I was asleep, but all night things Ugh. were happening, and the exhaustion was crazy. I can't imagine. Which of course caused adrenal fatigue yep. even further. Yep. I mean, so that's why I'm like counting on this trip to the jungle right now because I've just been planning my whole year around it. So. Ugh. Hopefully by the time you guys hear this, there was such a happy ending to right. that. Yeah, please, please. I know it's there could be worse problems to have. No, but, but I believe it, right no matter, now. like pain and all of that's subjective. And I yeah. do understand this is where I can get pretty Aquarius and airy. And I look, I've been through a lot of shit and I was really poor. And I've been through a lot of things where I feel like, I'm not just the white privileged chick saying this, you know, and I have a great article in this called Labels on the blog that I really Ooh, address I this. That. But uh, I believe like all, if we're getting into holographic universes and all that stuff, like I don't care anything that stimulates you and activates you for like pain or not feeling good. It's just as relative, not to say it's as relative as someone going through insane pain, but pain's subjective. Like, if that's I what's going so on too. for you right now, it's what's going on for you right now. I need to read that article. Yeah. That's, that's a topic <laughs> I've considered writing a book about. And you, I'm sure, would like to do that too and could do that very well. Because well, I've like, always thought that. I get a lot of, you know, and I don't know why I was put in this body this time around having this message because most people in the spiritual realm, you know, do tend to appear like white and privileged and all of that stuff. I really wish that wasn't the case, you know, but like a huge message I have for everyone, anyone can, like, I, I don't want pushback. Anybody can manifest. I don't care what you come from, where in the world you come from. Like I was raised by an Iranian man, two cowboys. I grew up on all the wrong sides of the tracks a lot of the time with a single mom that was an alcoholic. I was poor. Like every like one of my bird. friends. <laughs> yeah. I had every like different ethnicity of a friend. I like, I get it. But I, you know, I visited many third world countries and I believe anybody can 
can achieve and manifest. I don't believe, like, I guess I encourage people to not play into any labels. Like, don't play into being a feminist. Don't play into, and uh, trust me, I'm like for all genders, for all sexualities, I'm like the full-blown real deal, but I don't identify as a feminist. I believe men need just as much healing. And I'm talking about like the hardcore post-feminism where the future is female and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But also, like, don't don't play into the privilege. Don't play into the... And this is a really controversial topic. But it's like, that's only furthering a divide in what you think is possible for you. And I don't believe the world is just. I believe the world is massively unjust and massively unconscious or unjust and unconscious. So I, I respect everybody from where they're coming from. But I also encourage people like don't let that have to be your story you really can do whatever you want yeah I love that I'm very much of the label free life also especially after being a vegan and everything that 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 means for people totally Uh, didn't mean all that for me but I still use the label and then I really experienced the pushbacks of well pushback I made myself very sick because I was attached to that label and I refused to let it go. It was my whole life. It was the name of my brand. It was the way everybody knew me. It was the way my, everyone in my life knew me. Wow. And I had to let go of it because I was very sick. And for years and years and years, I've been dealing with the health problems and YouTube videos of people wanting to kill me because I was that label and then I wasn't anymore and all because of a label and it's just nuts it's nuts and that's what like well all that energy right there Guru Jagat says this really well I respect so much of her teachings and I admire her immensely she's I mean just such a with it woman and I love that she says, and I'm totally paraphrasing, but you cannot fight one thing with the exact same thing that created it, right? You, again, like, you can't fight the patriarch with, like, aggressive feminism. Mm-hmm. You can't fight, like, you will never find the balance. Both are in need of healing. We encompass both dualities in every... We are, like, the tree. We are the, right. the planet. We are, we're just a parasite on the planet. Like, if you really start to expand your horizon and really get up and see things from above it's like god if you could just get out of your box in so many ways the real work could start to get done if we could stop with these like and i don't i don't want to offend people with this because there is there are real changes being made on the planet that need to happen but i do believe that the the scope needs to get so much wider so much wider before like the real big shifts can start mm-hmm. to happen yes so I'm sorry that that happened and at the end of the day it's like I feel sad for those people that are really stuck in in those yeah. programs those boxes those things that aren't even reality anyway I know. they sucks. need to get unblocked that's like a micro scratch of the start seriously (laughs) I know I've gotten to the place too where instead of feeling pain because of what they say and all of that I just feel sympathy for them because whoops their life is one of a lot of judgment and hate and and just like at the end of the day we all have that too they're just we're all just the same you know like when I look at people who have 
called out things on me. And I just like, I love the sh- their shadow. I'm like, right. dude, I've done that too. Like, I'm you, you are me. I get you. And exactly. I send you like, I send you all the healing you need. And I send myself all the healing I need because I don't have it figured out either. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that's, I'm glad that you've arrived out of that space where it's, it's triggering you anymore. Because at the end of the day, what we don't own owns us, right? So the yes. only thing it can trigger are the things in ourselves that we haven't integrated yet. I love that phrase. Yeah. Wow. I'm already thinking, is that going to be the title of this episode? Is it going to be like <laughs> a quote that we make from this episode? Because that's amazing. It is so true. Also, look at Hudson right now. Hudson really knows where it's at because he's always in the sun. Cats I know. He amazing. loves the sun and he knows it's going down soon. Oh, Hudson. They're so he's with He's such it. an angel. He just looks so perfect right now. Do you feel so like it. he's incarnated a lot? Oh my God, yes. He, oh, he's yes. an old soul. So actually, something that I, that I had seen in my past life regression and probably the most powerful thing that I saw other than my childhood of this life was um, a previous life where I had a son. Are you okay? And his soul came back as Hudson's soul. Oh yeah, that happens and, all the time. Right. Um, and I knew that we had been connected in previous lifetimes. Hudson was starting to get annoyed with me because I so many times through intuitives and all sorts of people would ask Hudson, have we known each other in previous life? He's probably like, get with it. After like the fourth time, he said, I'm not answering that question anymore. You've asked me so many times. The answer is obviously yes. (laughs) And I was like, okay. Um, So once I saw him as my son and in that lifetime, I saw that I had died young and Mm. promised my son we would be together again and then when I rescued Hudson it was very serendipitous in so many ways but I wasn't planning on getting an animal I'd never had an animal in my whole entire life and stood up out of the blue in a restaurant here in Brentwood where I was having lunch with my friend and said I have to drive to an animal shelter. Oh yeah, you got you Do got you the want ping. to come with he me. He was pinging you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she came with me and we drove to I just searched animal shelter, drove to the closest one in West LA right behind Equinox and walked in and there were two kittens, lots and lots of cats, but I've two kittens and one got adopted before it was my turn and I walked into the room and he was the only kitten and they said he was brought here two hours ago. Wow. And yeah, he was pinging That you. was the first day that he was old enough to not be bottle fed so he was brought there and, wow. and immediately I said, this is my cat and they said, are you sure? You know, kittens are a lot of work. Take a look at all the other cats. There's lots of really friendly young cats here who aren't so little because mm-hmm. he had like some health problems. He was so tiny mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm sorry, he's mine and I also don't want to let go of him even to fill out the paperwork because I'm like that connected to him. Wow. So yeah, I, like that's crazy. how it rolls. Like yeah. if people could just do that always, they would manifest anything right. they want. Right. That's but it. Then I started thinking, of course, like what the hell just happened? Yeah. And I came home with a cat and now I see those little things happen all the time. See, when you're, t- you listen, you're tapped in. Yeah. Yep, the ping, I call them pings. Yeah. They cut, they're downloads. They yeah. hit you. And if you say yes to those, like people are always like, how should I start my business? How should I do this? What should this be? And yada, yada. And it's probably really annoying for them to hear this, but I'm like, 
follow your pings. And what those are, they're little intuitive downloads that everybody gets. The more deprogramming you do, the more unblocking you do, the louder they become. And if you start saying yes to them, that is the universe divinely communicating with you. Or in that case, it was Hudson divinely communicating with you. Your antennas were up, you received, you got up and you followed and you did. Even if you don't have it mapped out, like you didn't know what shelter or, but that was your ping that you knew all you had to do was listen and engage. And when I've had like, that is when you start to meet your manifestations because you're listening, period. And it's a hard thing to teach that if people are really out of touch with their intuition, just meaning that they've been programmed their whole lives to not listen to themselves, to do another trajectory that society wants for them to be happy. Right. All you have to do is start deprogramming that. And what I mean by deprogramming is unblocking what wasn't serving you, what's not your authenticity, starting to tap in more of that. You will get a lot more of those coming through and they are your roadmap to success. So like even with my company and stuff like that, people will be like, whoa, you've really blown up in like the last year or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just follow. I'm a doing a shit ton of unblocking, like a lot of the stuff where I didn't want to be seen or show up that was preventing stuff from coming through has really moved away. And B, I've started honoring every single ping where I got really lazy about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm like, if you just, for me, unblocked was a download. For me, like everything I do on Instagram, everything, it's just a download. It comes right. through like right in the moment. Like I share testimonies, testimonials on Instagram and I had received one from one of my clients in Paris and it was a, a greater divine voice that was like, you need to share this with the world so people can start to see that this is possible for them sharing testimonials. So that was the start of it. It was a ping mm -hmm. and I go and I say yes. And like, if people just start doing that, and then you want to throw on like extra layers of expanding, seeing to believe and saying no to what isn't right. Watch, just like manifest, manifest, manifest. Watch. Yeah. And so I'm glad that you. Oh, yeah. He would have found another way to connect with you. Definitely. I always say two pings don't go away. They just keep coming yeah, back in different he ways. Have, for sure. Because I do think I get those, those moments of what if I didn't listen? And then that's a whole panic in itself, which I've always had that part of my personality. Like, what if this didn't happen? What would be happening now? And I would freak out. Um, Never have to worry no, about that. I mean, that. I don't have to worry because he's yeah. here. I'm Instagram storing you while you're oh, talking. Oh, yeah, do it. <laughs> so we, I'm so glad that we were able to just like keep chatting and have such a fun conversation. Ugh. And I have to, you have to come back on. I would love to. Yes, there's so much more to talk about. And I feel like we should just do so many things together. Oh my gosh. And, and talk way more York. about the esoteric yeah. stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that. And people probably love listening to that because it's like, oh yes, they just see the same stuff over this and over. This is a very special community of people. Yes. They're very, very, very open. <laughs> I'm so grateful. And loyal. And we love you guys. Everybody listening. You guys are the best. And thank you guys. you can find Lacey is from freeandnative.com or on Instagram at freeandnative. Yeah, that's easy. And you can book her for a session. So now that I've learned we couldn't do one on recording because I would be hypnotized, I need to <laughs> You're gonna do probably one want with space you. Too. And I can't wait. So yes. Thank you so much for being here. You're oh, amazing. thank you for having me. I'm so grateful. It was such a good conversation. It was so fun. Yeah.